Have you tried this weird energy drink powder a bunch of the streamers are pushing now? Do you? Is that it? I don't know what it's called. There's a few, but that's the one that it's I... It's got a bunny a for a mascot, like an evil-looking bunny. Oh, no, but I've heard of that one. Is that being pimped out more recently? I know G-Fuel is still kind of the big one. I don't know. I. It's the one that shows up on my Instagram with like as like sponsored content, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but mix your <laughs> own energy drink sounds like a terrible idea. What do you mean a terrible idea? I mean, obviously we're going to measure the uh the right amount and like just od on energy drink oh yeah it it comes with that specialty scoop that i'm assuming is like some bullshit proprietary size so it's an extreme scoop so the scooper is actually in the shape of an x from those kid puzzles back in the day okay and what you do is you scoop it down and it marks the x flavor for extreme powder energy here's the thing you're saying this and i believe that's actually a thing that at least was talked about in one of the corporate meetings for this where it's like okay we have to make sure the scoop is cool to make it the shape of an x but sir that makes it almost impossible to measure reliably fuck them right (laughs) if they can make shapes out of dicks to make baked goods, you can make me a neck for energy drinks. Oh yeah, that, that's that's not that hard in the grand scheme of things. Like that's doable, but like also it means if you lose your extreme scooper, you have to be like, okay, how how much was this? It's one X, bra. Yeah, but how much actually in measurable sizes? Right, <laughs> one X. What part did you miss, bruh? It's a whole new measurement system. <laughs> what's 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 the conversion of X to shitload? Awesome. <laughs> How many awesomes in a fuck ton? A badass number, brah. <laughs> Alright, how many X's are in a cup? As many as you cram in there because you murdered them. What? Sir, I'm trying to bake a cake and I lost my normal scooper. All I have is this energy drink X thing. I need oh, to know how much is in this. That's an even better twist on it. <laughs> How many X's of milk do I need to make this cake? <laughs> I just want to make a cake for my grandson, and he <laughs> left his energy drink here. Hardcore. And all I have is a scooper. <laughs> Hardcore Grammy Dan Brothers. Some help. <laughs> right? <laughs> How do I? If c- you gotta ask questions like this, you're not extreme enough. Click. And they sent a SWAT team to her house because she got swatted, even though she's not streaming. Right? That's what we do to people who annoy our customers and te- te- customer support people. Or rather, uh, radical assistants. There we go. We don't call them customer assistants. That's lame. Imagine that's the actual way this would be fucking advertised. So that's... We joke, but part of me kind of assumes that there's a person at the company that talks like we just did. Who's just like, nah, brah, how do we make this more impractical? Gamers like a puzzle. Let's baby-proof the tops of these containers, but, like, also reverse-thread them. Sir, um, we have the normal pop-cap top for cans. Why are we replacing it with some sort of mechanism? Because gamers love puzzles, bro. Like, but I just want my drink. Well, then, here's the sad thing. Like, I'm not above the fact that if some beer got out there and was like, yo, we're introducing the new um, Rubik's Cube pop-tap, I'd be like, I- I- I'll try this once. And then I'd give up and, like, cut the top of the beer off with a knife. But, like, I'd still be like, yeah, I tried. I wasn't smart to drink that beer, but I found a way into that beer. 
Yeah, no, nah, fuck that. I, you're just going to see people... If there's a will, there's a way. People are just going to shotgun the shit out of it. Well, so... so again, you joke, but also, like, at one point in time, I, there was a beer company that only sold tall boys, if I remember correctly, and they didn't have... The, the beers were designed for shotgunning, as in, like, they had a mark on the side of where to put the keys through, and then they didn't have a pop tap. Hmm. I don't know, but I feel like this is not a timeline I want to be a part I of. I shouldn't be. I drink energy drinks to get myself energized and think better. If I have to solve a puzzle just to fucking... Oh my god, this reminds me of my fucking alarm for waking up in the morning. New from Hellraiser Cola. Yeah. You must solve the cube or you will die. That's a terrible pinhead impression. <laughs> yeah, you must that. solve the cube, bruh, or else you're gonna die. Let's rip it. Yeah! Part of me just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> episode 214 we're back we've got some great news it's not all depressing stuff i think let me look it's, at the actual list it's of, pretty depressing oh, this never week mind. No. I think, well, I, hey i threw in some like more positive stuff that's true yeah there is there's some good stuff yeah okay it's not it's not horrible but oh man okay uh, New spoilers, they fucking nerf carry on switch icon. I'm pissed. <laughs> Once again, big corporate has gotten in the way of real gaming and it's everything's ruined. I bet it was somebody at Epic. I, sure, fuck it, I'll go along with this. My outrage is My outrage is almost as strong as my fucking gamer thumbs right now. I'm using that goddamn AT&T texting weights. Did that ad make its way out to Ether of you two ever? Well, I figured my thumbs have been trained through T9 texting and just joystick. So. Yeah, I, it, that category, too. I, I, I distinctly remember this may be kind of one of these, like, Charlie hallucination moments. But, like, at one point in time, AT&T was running these ads that had, like, lat pull-down things you attached to your thumbs to, like, get your fat-ass thumbs yoked. So you could text effectively, because like texting was the new thing at the time. It's like you'll need this exercise routine to be to be good at texting, which is the future. It's this guy being like, thumbs. <laughs> it was weird. What's the obsession with the '90s and thumbs? Remember they also had Thumb Tannic and the Thumb Batman movie. Ah, uh, that was just brilliance. And by the way, we never did intros. Oh yeah, we should probably do that. We're professionals after all. I introduced uh, myself indirectly. <laughs> I am Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online. Uh, I am joined here with my cohorts, uh, Charlie, a.k.a. Was it uh, Mordak Undivided? Yeah, or Mord Mordak, 4K. depending on the platform. Mord 4K, if you will. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> and Henry, Kraken Zero, also Nomad Har, the man with two aliases officially. Let's go back to this 90s obsessed with thumbs talk, because I am in this with you. Like, as someone who owns the complete collection of the thumb movies that brought us thumb, uh, Bat Thumb and Thumb Tannic and I think you Jurassic own those? Thumb. Oh, yeah. I never met anybody who owned, like, I know my sister really liked them. I thought they were goofy, 
but I don't know anybody who actually owned them. Well, at one point in time, they were the only way to watch them. You had to own the DVD, and the DVD was like $10 for a half hour of chicanery and great moments of, as we all know, like the Thumbtanic was sank because there was also a giant spider on it in addition to the iceberg. <laughs> and a, yeah, I, have you actually ever watched those movies? They're great. They're bad, but they're great. Uh, no, I have never watched They are, like, uh, they exist from a point in time that, like, you had, like, dark rumors of the internet, like, that they existed, and they existed, but there was no internet at that point in time that was capable of supporting their greatness, so you had to, like, go to that sketchy movie place and be like, yo, I, I, I heard I can rent Thumbtanic here, and they go, yeah, it's next to the porn in the back. Go get it, 12-year-old Charlie. <laughs> Don't look at the pornography, though, and I'd be like, okay. Yeah, no, I I think I owned all of them at one point. Uh, there were there was varying quality spikes all over the place. Uh, Thumb Wars, the Star Wars one was pretty good. Uh, Thumb Tannic was pretty good. Bat Thumb had its moments of brilliance, but also not so great. Yeah, no. I, I'm sorry, Alex. Are you surprised I like uh, have made a life of owning secret internet when possible? Uh, no. Not surprised, to be honest with you. Like, should we just get right into the weeks this week? Because, like, I watched fucking Harry Potter and the Deathly Weapons. Like, the most recent dark uh, secret internet thing to kind of float across my radar. And it's great. Yeah, yeah let's get into it. Fair. I, uh, I played Fall Guys and I watched a Harry Potter and the Deathly Weapons. Uh, for those who are sitting there right now, like Alex did yesterday, being like, oh, ha ha, that trailer, I had to respond to him, no, the fucking two and a half hour long movie, bitch. Uh, it exists, it's out there, it's fantastic. Uh, my wife is a giant Harry Potter fan, and we, like, lag. it's it's so good. It's amazingly well done, and like, I would be tempted to go, like, a little too far with it. This goes the exact right amount of far, and, like, some of the edits made are fantastic. Basically, it replaces almost any... Basically, any time a wand is used to perform magic in Harry Potter, it gets replaced with a gun, which results in just some amazing moments that completely change the Harry Potter-verse, and... You get to see great moments where it's like um, Uncle Dursley threatening Harry with a gun just in the middle of London at one point. It's I feel like that's something he would do regardless oh, of no, the like, edit. In a lot of weird ways, several of the characters in the movie feel more accurate to what that character would be than the than the previous versions you've got. Like I, There's something about the entire Dursleys being gun nuts that feels more canon than canon. It's and for those going like, why would you do this? It was done as an art project kind of thing, where the guy was the, the, the team behind this. His argument was like America has an obsession with guns, and that absolutely shines through. Like to the point where the Harry Potter, or the the Hogwarts acceptance letters comes from the NRA and shit like that. Like it's it is the exact right level of you get it, you get it, and like there's enough time in between when the guns show up that you forget you're not just watching normal Harry Potter and then, like, Hermione skullcaps someone to death. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Uh, it, uh, sadly, you can no longer go to harrypotterwithguns.com and get access to this uh, for legal reasons. That's no longer a thing, but it is out there. Uh, 
it's mm. magical. It's wonderful. It's not close. It's, it's sadly not closed captions, which is my only critique of it. But at the same time, who gives a fuck? It's you would think that it would fall under parody, fair use. Yeah, but it's also like I think the YouTube might have. This is the full movie, and like in copyright defense, it's still Harry Potter. It's just Harry Potter with guns and minor editing. Like I, it's. This is not my first foray into media of this type where, like, it's... This is a thing, if I was still in college, I'd go back to school and be like, yo, I got this, and people would be like, nah, that's not real, and I'd be like, suck it, nerds, look what I got. They'd all be like, what? This is this is some secret internet bullshit. I love secret internet bullshit. Makes me so happy. Yeah, I saw the trailer for it, and I thought that was fucking hilarious. And the funny thing is, the trailer is good, Watching the two and a half hour movie is better. Like it's because the gimmick, like it's, it's like oh ha ha, this is funny. It's like oh yeah, this is great. The movie is a like this. This team went for it. They're like we're making this. We're doing this. It's dumb. It'll be amazing. And there's some jokes that don't show up in the trailer that are like the that are in the movie that are some of the best jokes in the entire movie. Like it's it's amazing just how slight recontextualizations of a couple moments changes that thing forever so is it just the one movie or is it multiple ones it is sadly just the first harry potter movie um i I think my immediate reaction upon watching this was what do i have to do to get this person to do or this team whatever whoever was behind this to do the rest of them now because maybe not goblet of fire maybe not like a chamber of secrets but like uh prisoner of azkaban goblet of fire the one, basically any of them that have lots of wizarding duels in them, I want to well, see that for that sick Gunkata. You'd have to do the last movies. Yeah. Oh. Well, and like it, it, it's totally changed because, like, well, people die in this movie. Like, it, it, again, guns are real in this verse, and they are guns still. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's it, it's fantastic. I also played Fall Guys. Which has fucking taken the internet by storm, and I get it, but also I don't totally get that game. Uh, have either of you two watched Fall Guys streams? Like, how much do I have to explain what the fuck Fall Guys is? I have, I have not seen it at all, but... Okay, so Fall Guys is an entire video game built around, uh, like, the Wipeout-esque minigames from Mario Party. But you're playing kind of this amorphous pill-shaped person thing that you put into increasingly ridiculous outfits that in no way affect gameplay but do like represent your prowess as a true hardcore gamer and you navigate obstacle courses and you put eggs in baskets and I, it's I, I thought it was they, fun they also <laughs> control real weird I think that's kind yeah of- it, it, it is um where gang beasts was wrestling this is like the gang beasts of obstacle course games, I guess. Like it's mm-hmm. it, it the jumping's a little weird feeling. There's grabbing mechanics. There's like a dive tackle mechanic. I've, none of which you have to engage into unless you want to get real deep into the strats. It, it is technically a battle royale game. Yeah, and it and it's basically also like a Takeshi's Castle, you know, the kind of game, the game show. Yeah, I, I I compare it more to like a wipeout because it is indeed like big inflatable bullshit you're dealing with. But 
Yeah, no, it, both are accurate descriptions of it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of a combination because with Takeshi's Castle, you got ridiculous stuff that was usually just just knocking people practically unconscious. Yeah, it was just like it, it was not Ninja Warrior. It was yeah, yeah it was just meant to. Oh no, it's 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 Ninja Warrior, but it's people. like if some normal office person ran Ninja Warrior, like it's it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. it's it's borderline unbeatable Bonzuke in some ways. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's a cool game that I don't like. Like, I'm not saying anything. No part of it is bad necessarily. It just didn't click with me. I guess like uh, the battle royale aspect is kind of cool. Where you go through various rounds, and like I think it's five rounds, three rounds. It's an odd number of rounds where the player pool gets decreased each round, and there's like there's a mix of team challenges, which I actually think are maybe better than some of the single player challenges, but. That's either here nor there. Uh, but, like, the final round is you have to go grab a crown at the end of an obstacle course, and it's it's neat. Like, you can get through... I have yet to get eliminated on a, fi- on a first round. I typically make it to the second to last last round pretty reliably. I've not grabbed that crown yet. I'm not sure I'm going to be playing a ton more of Fall Guys. Like, it's... I did my time, and I'm like, okay, this is what this game is. That's neat. And I'm not sure I'm, like, dying to play a ton more of it because it's... It's exactly what you see is what you get. Like that game is very much a, yep, this is a game that's gonna be real big for a chunk of time. That's gonna get real fucking hardcore after that. I, it kind of reminds me of Rocket League in that category, but not like it's got that same. It's inoffensive to everyone. And it's fun, and it's just kind of like, yep, this is a video game. I think it's doing really well. I think it like already sold like four million copies or something. Which congrats to that. You absolutely deserve it. It's a hell of a weird little game you made there. It's yeah, it's there's nothing objectionable about it. It's not for me, I guess. Like it, I I had my fun. I just don't continue to have fun with it. Like every time I hit the same course or challenge, whatever the right word is, a multi uh, an additional time, I'm like, oh, I've done this already. I kind of know the routes now, and that was kind of interesting. But at the same time, that definitely diminished kind of the like, oh my god, what's next aspect of it, which the game definitely needs. I think if they gotten like a if they're adding stuff like a monthly progression to it, that will keep that game going forever, potentially. Like That game mm-hmm. really could have some legs. Uh, the battle pass system for it's not terrible either, where it's just, yo, fucking play this game and you unlock shit, which is what I always like to see in a game like that. Uh, it's it's fun. You start off with a werewolf outfit, which... RAR, I guess. I don't know. I've... Uh, RAR XD, thank you. Sure, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I... It's cute. I. It's a good time waster. Like, if you have a small child, and you're not sure what to do with a small child. Like, Fall Guys is probably a great game. Like, there's literally no way to communicate except through your gamer tag. And I suspect, like, if you have a truly offensive gamer tag, you're not having that gamer tag for long anyway. So, yeah, it's mm. it's fun. It's cartoony. It's, it's wacky. It's silly. I. Like I said, there's nothing. There's nothing objectionable about the game. I just also can't be like, fuck yeah, Fall Guys. I had so much fun with this game. It's like, yeah, I played it. That's fair. It's fun for a little while, and then I got bored, and I don't think I'll go back. Like, Well, I think it works well for, like, kids, because it has a, uh, a both a low skill floor yeah. and a low skill ceiling. Like, like, you can only get so good at a game with ragdoll physics all over the yeah. place. So, I mean... Yeah, there's definitely, you can get better at the game, but then to 
can only get so good at controlling. Oh, this is a great game to have on, like at a party where people are drinking, because you can just jump in and jump out of it. Like if you've ever touched a video game before, you can play Fall Guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, low skill floor and skill ceiling. So. Well, sound like great positives for it, actually. Yeah, like I said, there's nothing objectionable about the game. Like it's. I, I had fun playing it with it. Like, it's a fine game. Like, there's a bunch of wacky videos out there of how weird this game can get, and they're absolutely true. Like, it's it's fun. It's a great party game. Like, but at the same time, though, too, if you get bored of Mario Party mini games, that's also what this game is. Okay. Like, that's that's, that's the level of depth it's got going on. It has more hilarity than that because the game is inherently like not Mario Party and therefore not terrible. And you're like intentionally playing the supposed to someone like tricks you into playing Mario Party at one AM in their basement, but what kind of underground Mario Party events have you gone to? I, I, that's how Mario Party is played at one AM in someone's basement. Like there's no other way to play Mario Party is my understanding as an adult. Is it is it like a fight club scenario where you're rolling up to a bar that's closing up and then you just go into the basement? No, no, because the, the guy that's there tricking you into playing Mario Kart Party will not stop fucking talking about how great Mario Party is. You're like I don't remember thinking that game was that great, but maybe I was wrong. I was a dumb child then. And then 40 turns later, you look at that person and stab them with a knife because they made you play 40 rounds of Mario Party as an adult. (laughs) And the cops show up and they go, yeah, this is fine. This was justified. We understand what happened. Mario Party was involved. Shit gets heated. Gamer moments, yo. Yeah, that's Fall Guys. It will not make you stab your friends with a knife. A nice kind of cute wholesome game like yeah I, I i keep going back to this absolutely nothing objectionable about this game like this is a game that if you like game in front of children for whatever reason you can totally get into and play and like nothing bad will happen and also you can have like a five-year-old play this and not learn horrible words from the internet <laughs> and even when you fail it's cute and your guy ragdolls and you're like oh man that beam hit me too hard and i went flying off the map like to Henry's point, this game's physics are absolutely bullshit, but like it's kind of part of the charm. It's like, yo, that thing knocked you into the goddamn sky. Yeah. It's Fall Guys. Uh, I got Reckoner and Destiny finally. I, I'm now part of the like less than 1% of the Destiny playing community that has Reckoner. Nice. I got like because of my new weird sleep schedule, I got it at like 6 a.m. in the morning before work, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck yes, today is gonna be awesome, and it was kind of like it, ha- having that feels cool. I also think I finally figured out Warframe, and I'm not sure I'm gonna play much more Warframe again. Like I may have finally like found my peace with Warframe. Of this game is never going to be the game I want it to be, and I need to let that go. Like no matter how much they change about it, those parts of that game I think are always going to suck, or that require way too much of an investment that I'm willing to give it. And yeah, but. The open world parts of that game are real cool still. Uh, Fortuna and um, the fields, I think, are real neat. I'll probably hang around till the zombie field grotesqueness pops open, because that could be neat. But, yeah. I'm on there. M-O-R-D-4-K. Go find me. I have a dojo. Got nothing in it, because I don't play that game enough. Oh, also, are either of you two a fair of Blaze Ball, as in B-L-A-S-E Ball, not Blaze with yeah. a Z? Yeah. No. It. I have not played it, but go on. Okay, so Henry can help me out with this. I, I recently got into Blazeball. Am I pronouncing that right? Like I, Yeah, probably. Yeah. Are we supposed to talk about Blazeball? We're not supposed to talk about Blazeball. I, I don't know. Is this Fight Club rules? <laughs> See, I actually played it because uh, I got into it because 
I went to a convention and the devs were there. Has it been around so... that long? We're talking the web-based game where you bet on like fake sports teams, right? Oh no. Okay, cool. So I've you're talking about Blazeball with a Z. That's different. That's that's an actual game. This is Salty Bet Adjacent. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, this is a kind of like mockery of um, fantasy sports where you bet on teams that don't exist that have like weird stuff happen. I, I, I don't know. I press buttons and the numbers go up or down and it's got a cycle to it, and there's a rule book that's redacted in certain parts of it, and all types of weirdness. And I, I hate that the Boston team is the Boston Flowers, <laughs> and that the LA team is the LA Tacos, <laughs> and that the Seattle Millennials are a fucking badass team, apparently. But I keep playing because the numbers go up. Uh, it's it's very internet culture, I guess. Like I don't know how to describe it beyond that. Go check it out. It's not for everyone, definitely, but it's also kind of like worth staring into the abyss on this one for a little bit and being like, what the fuck? Like, I'm playing Blazeball right now, technically. Again, that's B-L-A-S-E, ball. Every time I heard someone talk about this, I thought it was Blazeball, and I'm like, that's a interesting name for something. Like, weed sports? And no, it's that's a video game that's different that Henry actually played, apparently. Um. Well, actually, oh, the one that I played is... Le- Le- Lethal League Blades. Okay, that's so, that's totally different. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Go get on this internet culture stuff, I guess. It's in beta right now. That's the word. Uh, sport is in beta, and that's part of the fun of it, I guess. Like, it's a bit of a mess, and cheating happens, and there's a Discord for it that's kind of a nightmare, but, yeah. What have you two been up to? Um... I won free pizza for a year. How do you feel about this, Alex? Um, it's a mixed bag. I, for one, uh, love pizza, and I look forward to trying all their But does pizza, pizza love items. you? Pizza loves me. Pizza and I have a good relationship. We work well together. My problem is, uh, I have a year's worth, and I don't know exactly what that means yet. I don't know if that means I'm getting 365 coupons for one pizza a day. I don't know if it means 52 vouchers for a year. I don't know if it means 12 vouchers for a year. I honestly don't know. Well, how did you find yourself winning this pizza for a year challenge? Okay, so um, there's a local pizza place here that uh, makes pretty good pizza, actually. And... uh, all you have to do is like their page, and okay. they pull, pulled you out of a, a, a raffle, if you will. Every time, every, I think it's every time they hit X amount of new likes and follows, they do another raffle, and uh, I happen to get picked. So, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I have to figure out what I'm going to do with all this pizza. It's going to be very interesting, to say the least. But on the plus side, um, that's one day out of the week, potentially, that I <laughs> don't have to worry about baking dinner. So. What's the first pizza going to be? Are you going to have, like, escalating pizzas, or...? Um, I may go with one of my customs that I really enjoy, which is just pepperoni and mushrooms. Um, so I'll start with that. And Solid then I choice. May just... Huh? Solid choice, thank you. I was waiting for you to say something snarky, which you usually add on this one, but I'm surprised by this, actually. But, um, I probably will just work my way down their custom menu or something at some point. Well, so, and I, I, I guess my question is, like, what... 
since you you're now rich with pizza, like how long until you get to the like crazy old guy that hunts people on his private island levels of pizza? I'm talking pineapple on pizza levels. Like, do you think you'll get so bored with the normal pleasures of pizza that like you'll be like spinning a wheel to figure out what you're gonna have for pizza that night to be like, ah, oh, fuck it, we have to have pizza again to get the most out of this. Spin the wheel. All right, human Probably. hearts and dog meat. Got it. I may at some point when I stream have the stream select my toppings mm. and, and just go with that. I'm okay with this plan. That sounds cool, actually. <laughs> there's a guy. There's a guy I follow who who's done that too, and I'm like, oh, that's neat. And now that I don't have to pay for it, I feel a little bit better doing it. So, <laughs> so how many pizzas is it a week? Have they told you like how many it is? I've been told I will be receiving my vouchers in the mail, and that was the end of that. Mm. I didn't ask them the specifics. Um, I just know that, yeah, it, that's. I was just curious if you're going to end up with a uh, like a Papa John thing of like him saying he ate like fifty pizzas in thirty days or whatever. Uh, first that's of all, too those much are rookie pizza. numbers. No, those are rookie numbers. We need to get these numbers up. Okay. <laughs> so who knows? We'll see. I just think it's kind of funny that like. I have to, I have to, if you had told me in 2020 with all the shit going on that I would have to plan my meals around free pizza for a year, I wouldn't have believed you. Well, Yet, well, Alex, here we are. Alex, again, because it's 2020, we have to wait for the monkey paw effect. Like, yeah. we, we have not gotten far enough into this year of you having free pizza to fully grasp the darkness that the monkey paw wish made to get you free pizza has given you. And we all know it's coming because that's the nightmare we live in. Yeah. Well, that's our nightmare scenario, yes. So, Like, when you know. open that box and the pizza twists itself into a middle finger shape and you just hear ah, 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 in the distance, you'll know the curse has come. <laughs> I figured it'd be turned into that game that we were talking about last week. Carrion? Or what was it called? With the if giant you get a red... pizza that looks like carrion, you eat that pizza out of fear, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that pizza needs to be destroyed immediately. What was that game we were talking about last week that's all like the weird monster that's eating up Oh, the it's lab? carrion. It's carrion. Yeah. It's carrion? I was right. Okay, yeah. So, what if, yeah, what if it shows up looking like carrion? What do I do? Do I just eat it? I, again, you eat that pizza out of fear because that pizza needs to be destroyed. But what if it rips out of me? You eat like, that pizza for the good of mankind, Alex. You destroy that pizza. You consume that pizza and gain its carrion powers. Uh, actually, I like that. Become the flesh monster, Alex. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'll report back in my in my new uh, flesh being state next week, or whenever my coupons show up. We'll see. In the meantime, though, pepperoni and mushrooms will be the first pizza I get. Fair enough. We'll see. You plan anything to go with your free pizza, or you're just kind of living that free pizza life? No time for video games, just like yelling at strangers on the street. Yo, I got free pizza for life. And they're like, "Fuck you!" I don't know who you are. Oh, <laughs> I, I am. I, I am going to be skating by on that free pizza. Sure. Part of me almost wonders, like, if it's like one voucher per week, if you That's could. That's what I was thinking. Like, if it's that, like, is there a way you could spread out the pizzas so you never had to cook, like? I'm assuming a large pizza is made up of a minimum of eight slices or something, and there's seven days in a week. Like, is there a way you could, like, work this so that, like, two of your meals a day are pizza? Like, I maybe you have a girlfriend, so, like, it won't go quite as far. 
as you would if you were just kind of living by yourself, but, like, is there a way you could basically live off of, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch and free pizza for a year? It would not be healthy, mind you, but, like, could you balance this in a way that like, you're getting all the nutritional value of vegetables and whatnot you need delivered in pizza form, and, like, yeah. Well, seeing as how the definition of pizza is somewhat loose in that, like, if it's stuff on sort of bread and yeah. thrown it in an oven, we call it pizza. Um, and be knowing, like, even larger, like, I've mentioned before, yeah, I, I, I am knowledgeable of, you know, mayo and tuna pizza. Oh, yeah, I know. So, Those nightmares out there to behold, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I know. I think you could definitely get, like, probably all of your nutrients that you need through pizza. Uh, I don't think I'd recommend it because a whole lot of cheese and too much cheese just does bad things to anybody's digestion. I mean, their their digestive system. I mean, yeah. I do have to throw this one out there, Alex. So help me God, if you get a breakfast pizza, I will go to Portland during this <laughs> pandemic and beat your ass for wasting a pizza on that. Whole <laughs> pizza, pizza from the fridge is breakfast pizza. Pizza with eggs on it instead of sauce, that's an inhuman offense to God that I will not stand for. Well, then no. guess what, Charlie? God is dead because I fucking love breakfast pizza. Of course you do. Yo, they do something called the egg gondola over at a local pizza place here, local pizza chain, uh, Big Mama's and Papa's Pizza. Yeah. And... It's fucking delicious. If we're measuring pizza by Big Mama, Big Papa standpoint, like a pizza place that like has a pizza too big to fit in a goddamn car and they have to have special cars to cart that shit around, we have failed as podcast. What they make there is pizza adjacent at best. It's good, don't get me wrong, but like pizza does not need to be that big. A slice of pizza should always have a crust on it and not be like a random chunk from the center of a pizza that you're like, yeah, um, this was a mistake. Yep. Do you like breakfast pizza, Henry? Um, uh, I would eat it because I've tried many other types of very odd pizzas, so, yeah. Living in Japan so, does that to a person. Or just in any country outside of the U.S. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, not everybody has the same taste. Basically, world, so. what Henry's saying is, if you don't like it, you're uncultured swine, <laughs> Charlie. I will rut with the other swine to stop breakfast pizza's pro- uh, continuation. Like, I don't believe in lots of things, but the downfall of breakfast pizza, like as a herald of the apocalypse, I will, like, I, I will cr- crusade up to stop that thing. Like, just wrong. It's a waste of eggs, it's a waste of dough, it's a waste of everyone's goddamn time. Well, I look forward to ordering or finding a way to have them make me a breakfast pizza with my free pizza for a year. I'm just one delivering it, and it's like, hello, Alex, you know what has to happen. I got this job, <laughs> just stop this moment from happening. <laughs> you know, the bat or the crowbar, you take your pick. <laughs> That's not what I ordered for my pizza. Oh no, we have the pizza. Well, yeah. So I'll report back on my on yeah, the results it, it, of keep that. Keep us posted on the rules of free pizza for a year. I, I, I'm, I'm both simultaneously envious and also like 
I'm not someone that can be trusted with free pizza for a year. I'd like blow the entire thing in a day being like, bring me 365 pizzas. <laughs> what kind of toppies would you like? All of them. <laughs> what do you got to do? Throw them at birds. I don't fucking know. Cover my driveway of them and watch the raccoons fight. So I think that's, uh, that's pretty much been my, there. my week. I don't know if I had anything else. I talked about Blockbuster last week. You did, so, yes, yeah. you did. Yep, I think that's pretty much it for me. Man, the dream of like... the 90s and, like, real early 2000s is alive for you lately, man. <laughs> you know what? You're kind of right. <laughs> like, if we were to go back in time and, like, talk to young Alex, she'd be like, man, pizza for a year would be so cool. And Blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah? yeah that's it for me. Yeah, um, so yeah. for me, uh, yeah, I... All right, so, all right, one thing I found out, uh, I can't play Destiny 2 because I keep getting the error code Broccoli, which is a pretty much a running thing for, like, lots of people since Destiny 2 has existed, apparently. I thought that was I, Beaver for some reason. That was the big there's, ongoing There's code. more than one that starts with a B. Huh. There's one that's called Broccoli, and this one's all over the forums and all over the Reddit. What's, oh, what is this? So all Destiny error codes have a fun, fun name no, I, around them. No, I know the name stuff, but I, I mean, like, what, what, is, what does error code broccoli mean? Uh, they don't know. You get kicked out of the game. if they knew, they would have solved it by yeah. now. So they just told you, yeah, no, it's an error code, uh, fucking, uh, broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's just a thing that if you, if you just even, like, throw it in, throw it into the search, it's just, it's going to come up a lot. Because, yeah, it's one of their kind of ongoing, like, mysterious fucking things. So, all right, so what, what, what keeps happening is it just, it just, like, uh, crashes. The game just crashes repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it continues to be yeah. weird. Like, there's a whole another side of Destiny 2. That on consoles doesn't exist, like error code wise. Like I didn't know a beaver code was a thing. People on the internet were like, "Man, they suck." I'm like, "What is this code that keeps happening to all y'all?" Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's something about a driver crash. It says connecting CPU, which huh. is real weird because I've you know other games that I've been playing have no problem, and I literally put down I put Destiny Two on the lowest possible settings in every possible way. All like lowest, like even like the just everything. I set everything to like super low, and it still crashes. It still crashes out with Proxy. In like as soon as I like go down to a planet and play for like two seconds, it crashes out. So yeah, I don't know what the fuck's wrong there. I've tried reinstalling my drivers, but I don't think it's a problem with my computer. I think it's just like a Destiny Two shitty thing that they should fucking figure out. Yeah. Um, that sounds like an Overwatch issue. The, the spaghetti code has been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's the thing. It's like so. Instead, I've been I have been playing uh, you know, PSO online, PSO two online, because it's it takes like no resources. That game is like ridiculously like nothing game. Like it could run, it could run on a potato at this Just point. Well optimized as well. Yeah, it's well optimized. And it's not that complex. When you look at the actual graphics, it's not that. But 
Yeah, uh, and I've been playing a lot of Steep. So, Steep is cool. It's amazing Steep is working in Destiny, is it? Oh, yeah, and Steep, yeah, you say that because, yeah, you're you're aware of how much more graphically intense Steep is than Destiny. Like, and I'm playing Steep at pretty high settings, to be honest. Like, fairly high settings all around. And it's running and running fine. I've never had a problem with it yet. It doesn't even get my temperature going on on the video card. Video card's just hurrying along. But that's the thing. It's like, I've also been watching the video card stats when I've been playing, trying to play Destiny 2. It's not spiking there either. Mm. Nothing about it is spiking. CPU is not even going up in temperature or in use. It's not... RAM is hardly being used, especially at, when I jacked it down to the lowest setting. Mm-hmm. It just won't fucking play it. Um, but it, yeah, Steep is working wonderfully. Absolutely perfectly. No problem. I've I've been working towards a few things. Uh, finally got, uh, and it didn't even take me that long, I got the, uh, the ticket for the Japan DLC, which you have to have like a, a hundred thousand credits for, and that wasn't that difficult to get, to be honest. Like the mountain stories, give tons. Yeah, of no, credit. they do. Yeah, and they're usually not that bad to do. There's some of them that are dumb, but a lot of them are fairly simple to pull off. And so, yeah, and then like some of the weekly stuff, like you lots of those and yeah i've already got the jet hand pass i haven't used it yet or i haven't gone to the uh, the mountains there yet but yeah i i just recently unlocked that is that I the x games unlo- one or is that different no that's different yeah. this is the this is free gotcha like, you can get it just with the steep credits oh yeah were. 100,000 basically will unlock japan and uh you know it, but i haven't picked up the other couple of things that I'll probably try to pick that. I'll slowly kind of go after, but not as aggressively as I did for the Japan. Uh, I'll go after the, uh, the credits for uh, to get the sled and the kind of uh, parachute skiing and the base jumping, which you can also get with just the. Um, but honestly, just with what I have, I'm pretty happy. I mean, you're given a lot of options off the bat. I mean, you you can paras you can snowboard and ski, of course, but you can also parasail and jet, uh, and uh, wing suit and jet suit. And the jet suit's what break it, that just breaks the game. <laughs> that super breaks the game. And then we talked about this some last week too. Yeah, it's... yeah, we did. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I just now I've unlocked the, the unlocked the Japan DLC, which. Uh, yeah, I think that's cool that they offer that where you can get that. you can just get that with free credit system. Um, I probably won't get any of the other DLC to be honest. I'm not that interested in the challenges. I only did any of the challenges to unlock the Japan uh, mountains quickly. That's it. I did. <laughs> uh, otherwise, I wouldn't do any of the challenges because they're all kind of yeah, go down the hill fast. Them, well, some of them are really stupid. It's like, here's this, all right, so get all these freestyle points, but also this place is made of rocks and ice. Yeah. So it's just really dumb to try to get a high score there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely like still say, yeah, 
play the game, play only enough challenges to get to pay for what you want out of it because you're not that fun. And some of them are really questionable about like who would who would do this? Dumb. Anyway, I've also been playing uh, KOF All Star quite a bit. They are well, I guess it's about the end, but they've been doing a collab, a collaboration event with a uh, Gintama, and Gintama is an odd anime, and I'll get into that in a second. The collab event is pretty straightforward. It does what they've been doing. It gives an optional dungeon and gives you a few characters for free. And then oh. you have a chance. To get other characters, you know, just with their, you know, their surprise mechanic. <laughs> their, you know, with their kind of roll it up loot box type of thing. But yeah, mm. you know, of course, that's just with rubies. Yeah, it, they give you a couple of characters for free. And, but yeah, the anime itself is really bizarre. Uh, the premise is kind of interesting, but I mean, it. It plays a weird thing between being a obvious parody of other anime in many different ways. Sometimes direct, like this, they just kind of directly reference it. Sometimes it's more sort of indirect parody, but it also has a serious storylines going on. Which, yeah, it's it's. I haven't watched anything quite like it. I've just started watching it again because the KOF. Uh, KOF all-Stars been doing this uh, event, but it just reminded me of just, like, how weird, and it's still ongoing, like, there's new episodes coming out now, so, I mean, it's, like, into 300-episode territory, and, yeah, it's, yeah, it has this weird parody thing to it, it, I mean, just having humor and seriousness, that's normal, but the fact that it dips so deep into the parody side, and then also has serious ongoing storylines, is kind of bizarre. So, yeah, the main, essentially it centers around like a group of, mainly around a group of three people who kind of do an odd jobs thing in a, in a sort of Edo area, to, uh, Edo era Tokyo, which has been invaded by uh, space aliens, essentially, or not really invaded, I guess. Just, they're here now, and so. You have this weird mix of technology with sort of also Edo era lacquer technology, mm. and and that was kind of the end of the samurai era, anyways, like in real history. So it actually deals with that to a certain extent, where the Shinsengumi exist and you can't carry swords around anymore, and samurai are kind of going extinct. But also, yeah, it's just crazy parodies of other anime. What is this again? Gintama. How do you spell that, I guess, for our listeners? G-I-N-T-A-M-A. Um, so yeah, it, 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 the meaning of it is just silver soul. Yeah, uh, yeah, it has three main characters, and one of them is just sort of like a, a, a sort of a lapsed samurai with a semi-mysterious past. I mean, really, and yeah, uh, and he's kind of the what the name of the you know the name of the anime is kind of related to that. So it's like uh, it, he's uh, the main character is Sakata Gintoki, um, and then the other kind of main characters are uh, Shimura Shinpachi, who's just 
hapless. Wanna be samurai kind of, and then a girl from a crazy fighting clan named Agra. And yeah, it's a lot of mostly humor, a lot of humor, and then occasionally super serious. And with ongoing storylines and multiple story arcs and like I said, yeah, it's like a three hundred ep three hundred twenty something episodes now, so yeah. It's, uh, and I'm not that far into it, so, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's it's definitely weird, and yeah, but I think it's a lot of fun, and that's, so yeah, I kind of not really forgotten about it, but I just yeah. had left off on watching it. It's on Crunchyroll for free, um, that's where I watch it because I have the uh, medium subscription. But yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot of episodes and. It's real weird, <laughs> really weird. Definitely not for everybody. But yeah, I, I... yeah, I, I'm familiar with. It. I thought it was just kind of a isekai misplaced in time thing. I don't know if it had aliens in it. No, it's it's actually not isekai at all. I may be confusing it with something else with a similar looking main character then. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty much yeah. These these are just characters that exist in, the, in Japan, and yeah, it's just. Mainly a lot of them doing odd jobs and just weird stuff. But yeah, like I said, the occasional super serious storyline and ongoing story arcs and the mixture of all that is real weird. It's really strange. Especially, I mean, like when I say serious story arcs, I mean, it's like, like, you know, like people getting like seriously injured and killed and stuff. Like serious story arcs. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's. Yep. Uh, hey, yeah, I, but yeah, I can't play Destiny. So I mean, I guess it's too bad. Have you thought about trying Warframe? Nope. <laughs> That's the correct response. <laughs> you sir are oh, correct. I am happy with ESO two. So, yeah. I think I'm waiting for that new kind of re-release thing to happen before I get back into that game. Thought everything carries over, and a more even playing field wouldn't be terrible at this point. Hmm. Should we get to news? Uh, yeah, I think it's news time. News time? No bada the part? You just did it. I was waiting for it. I'm like, I got something planned for this, but that didn't happen. I'm like, okay. Oh. All right, right off the bat, as we hinted at, uh, the Carrion's Switch icon got fucking nerfed hard into the ground. If you're not familiar with what we're talking about, go look at last week's thumbnail. It used to just be a monster vagina, I guess, on a Switch, which maybe some people had objection to. I kind of get it, but at the same time, I thought it was fucking hilarious it was on the Switch. <laughs> yeah. It's now just the game's lame-ass logo, which is still pretty gross, but nowhere near as ridiculous. Yeah. Carrion, still a good game. Let's rattle through a quick, uh, we got some game announcements, I guess. Uh, Pikmin 3 will arrive on the Switch on October 30th, which I'm sure people are happy about. Spelunky 2 will be arriving September 15th, which I know a bunch of people are happy about. Are you a Spelunky fan, Henry, or nah? Oh, I have made multiple skins for Spelunky. This does not They're surprise actually, me. Which were actually pretty popular. Like, they actually end up being fairly popular in the community. I was, I was surprised, but I did spend some good time on the skins, just for the main character. 
I made three skins. Uh, one of them is Bubble Bobble Dragon skin. Hmm. Uh, one of them is Kid Drac uh, of the video from the couple of video games that he was in, and uh, one of them is oh, the, probably the most popular one is the uh, of a Prinny from Disgaea. That one turned out really good. Huh. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'll probably do the same for Splunky too, to be honest. I'm making... In the, like, I know this will come off judgmental, but it's mostly I'm looking at this going, this is a game Henry has fondness for. I just know it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's a platformer with rogue, rogue-like element. Well, just procedural generation levels. And... Yeah, uh, I've heard it. It sounds like enough is going to be added to it where it won't just feel like Splunky DLC. Yeah, for a game that should never have had a sequel, it actually sounds like the sequel might be sequel enough. And it has been quite a while since the original game. My first exposure to Splunky was I was at a League Land party, so that sentence, I need to know, like back many years ago at this point. I think Jeff was like. <laughs> Either before the podcast even happened, or like I think Jeff was still on the podcast at the time. I think it predates it because I was like my my foray into league was during this time, and there was someone who sat there for like all eight hours and did nothing but play Spelunky. And I'm like, I, what is this game that you're playing? Like I'm playing League, and I feel bad about that. But like, explain this Spelunky that like you came to another land party just to play and apparently like yeah I, I don't really play video games I play Spelunky I'm like what the fuck it's a pretty hardcore no, game yeah, the, 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 the crowd around that game is like I'm not a gamer I'm a Spelunky player and I'm like I power to you but also explain <laughs> alright next up we have confirmation that the uh, new Rocksteady game is indeed a Suicide Squad game no real details on what the hell that means, but after kind of it being speculated, it might be a Superman game. That was raw, then it was a Suicide Squad game. It's nice to have this confirmed as a thing. Uh, do either of you have a fondness for Suicide Squad that makes you go, "Fuck yeah, Suicide Squad game"? No. Yeah, you're Only right. Only when Will Smith turns around and says, uh, "We're some kind of Suicide." Get off squad. this podcast, you bad person! <laughs> you had to remind me that goddamn movie exists, didn't you? Um, moving on, we had the PlayStation State of Play. We got some announcements out of that. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Got a gameplay trailer and a kind of a full breakdown, and it looks like more Crash Bandicoot. So if yep. you enjoyed that remaster, I suspect you'll be real happy with this. Or unhappy, because yeah. it's not the same. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah. Have a hoot. Play Br Crash Bandicoot. They're showing some cool stuff, like a they're they're kind of leaning hard into this, like, yo, people love to replay Crash Bandicoot, so we're making a bunch of modes for that, and they showed off this one where, like, you are spinning to throw color into the map, and I'm like, that's actually kind of neat. That's a that's a whole idea for a video game by itself. That does actually sound pretty yeah. neat. Do they, do they capture, like, some of the stuff that made it really rage-inducing, though? Uh, they talked about how they're like, yeah, we're going for that real focused, uh, isometric angle that you've come to associate with Crash Bandicoot, and I'm like, you get it, you understand, this is what people want, you are 100% correct. Good. Well done, sir, well done. Uh, there's four new masks this time around, they're expanding the masks to kind of do other powers, which I'm not sure how I feel about that one, but also, fine, whatever, it's a video game, it's got to evolve eventually. 
There's like a time one, a uh, gravity one, which actually that one looked kind of cool in itself too, where it just had, it flips where the gravity is going, so in side-scrolling segments you'll find yourself on the ceiling. I, I love that as a mechanic. Uh, but moving on from that, we got uh, Hitman 3 as part of this, but in VR! Which just sounds actually kind of cool to be Yes, honest. it does! Whole series of games. Yeah. Um, it, it, though, once you understand a bit how the AI works, you can break the game pretty hard. Well, that's the point of the game, yeah. But also, it's an entertaining game because you can just do dumb, really dumb stuff. Yeah, you it's pull a... off some amazing, like, like Rube Goldberg yeah. murder mysteries. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's been the whole point of the franchise. Like that, playing that game as a straightforward stealth game is not the correct way of playing it. Like, it's about yeah. like it's about doing that. And then, like, getting real into the clockwork aspects of it, knowing, like, okay, here's the timing on these windows, and here's some of the dumb shit I can do to make amazing things happen, and then, like, <laughs> lying in wait to drown someone in a toilet. Like, I did a playthrough of that game once where I only murdered people with toilets. <laughs> that was the first but one yeah, I was really into. Setting stuff up, yeah, just a Rube, a Rube Goldberg machine type of, yeah, ridiculous I sadly think Rube Goldberg Machine of Death is already a podcast title, or I would totally use it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we got the announcement of Braid Anniversary Edition. will come out early 2021, so look forward to that next year. Yeah, they've redone the art, basically, to make it higher death. And, yeah, I, I enjoyed the first game. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's also probably a Henry game. Yep, it's a cool game. Next up, we got Pathless, which is an open... I read their exact uh, thing. It focuses on a fluid dynamic movement that combines archery and acrobatic movement. Or maneuvers, sorry. Uh, it's an open-worldy game. It's got cool art style to it. I Not a ton about that yet, but there's an eagle. You can pet the eagle. You can pet the eagle. Looks like there might be dinosaurs or demons at some point, so that could be neat. I don't know. We already covered Splunky 2, but that kind of came out as part of that. But uh, arguably most importantly of all this, we get to see some gameplay of Bug Snacks. Are, are you two as excited for Bug Snacks as I am? I, I, I saw it described somewhere as, like, cartoony body horror. Yeah, so when you eat the bugs, your body is replaced with, like, whatever food those bugs are, I guess. Like, it's got a Viva Pinata. It's if the guys behind Octodad made Viva Pinata, so it's nightmare fuel. Mm. But, like, people turn their arms into, like, burgers and shit. It's not actual shit. That's just me being profane. I, yeah, I, it's got some Slime Rancher going on. It's a first-person game. I, I'm excited. I want to snack on some bugs. <laughs> We got shown off the uh, control expansion two called Aw. I it's more control. You don't like control, you're not gonna like control at this point. If you do like control, fuck yeah, more control. Explore, explore that oldest house. Uh, they showed off pedestrian, which I I feel like I saw a trailer for this a bunch of E3s ago where I thought it looked really cool. Where you're kind of like jumping around. It, it's a puzzle game. You're kind of going through various like art stills and stuff like that. Like, mostly it's, like, two-dimensional warning signs and basic stuff, but more of that. It's coming January 4th, which I'm happy about. Well, when I saw it the first time, I still think it looks cool. 
But most importantly, and last but not least, because absolutely there's no way of putting Godfall at the bottom of your importance category, we got the gameplay walkthrough of Godfall. You know that slasher looter or schluter as uh, 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 not epic. Uh, God, who's making this one? I'm blanking on the name. Gearbox keeps calling it. Mm. Either of you two watch this? No, nope. I mean I saw. Yeah, I didn't really watch the whole thing through. I they have very successfully made a yup this game exists launch title for the new consoles. I. In the weirdest way possible, it takes, like, the lessons I wish Destiny would learn from Anthem, implement some of them, but, like, it's like, oh, we got, it's, it's sword combat, I'm like, okay, it's a hack and slash. No, it's got loot in it, so it's a hack and slash. I, it truly looks... basically Diablo, but, like... Yeah. But from, like, a very specific third-person perspective, and... Yeah. Without the charm of Diablo, somehow. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of looking at it seems kind of, I don't know, bland, or else they're not really not, like, showing the best shots of it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sure seems like a video game. Yeah, I, it, it, that's the best description I've heard of it so far. This definitely seems like a video game, sadly. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it doesn't have the, even the personality of, like, Borderlands, which is also Gearbox, of course. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, some announcements and some meh announcements. I missed a couple, actually. Um, Genshin Impact came out as part of this. Um, Anno, I don't even know how to pronounce that word. Uh, yeah, it looks like muted, mutation M. Yeah, okay, so that's just me that was kind of playing world, word mind-bending. But kind of the, the the biggest news, and not necessarily because it's the most interesting game out of all of this, but because it's become its own thing, is Aeon Must Die, which has now spun itself out into a whole other news-worthy thing about intellectual property theft. So, all right, so I actually managed to read into this a bit. So, Aeon Must Die was announced at the PlayStation 5 thing, and it's from, well, uh, Limestone Games, uh, an Estonian studio. And essentially, the uh, eight members of the creative team apparently resigned in June. And essentially, yeah, uh, talked about things such as for working conditions and not being paid, like straight up not being paid for work. And so they're, they're considering the whole game now as sort of theft. And and that's also comes because the the founder and former CCO uh, uh, basically felt like he kind of got pushed out of the company and say I'm familiar with with you know that's 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 something we've seen in the news before like this isn't like some weird thing that's happened where one somebody kind of comes into the company and pushes everybody else out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's a whole lot of claims here, and there's a big info dump. So you can actually like you can find video that the devs put out uh, about Aeon Must Die, and well, the former devs that is, along with a big Dropbox of documents they had apparently sent to the publishers, and 
but felt like publishers just kind of sat on it and didn't do anything about it. But now, publishers have come out and said, all right, we're actually going to look into this. And I'm pretty sure that's because of public pressure. And the yeah. game looks cool. Like, visually, this game is badass. So if this was yeah. an art department kind of thing, I totally get being pissed. Oh, this, this is, is all of those things. This yeah. is art department and devs. This is people kind of reaching every part of the development of this game. I mean, it sounds like pretty much the dev team is not there anymore. Like, I mean, just from the, uh, because, if you, there again, if you go into the Dropbox, yeah. um, you'll find that it's, yeah, there's animators, designers, artists, poser. Uh, and that's what I'm saying, like, the art for this, like, the artist aspects of this game are absolutely stunning, if you're me, kind of thing, and... And it looks like all, like, a whole lot of artists here are the ones, among the ones, left, as well as motion designer, assistant narrative director, so, I mean, these are, these are major, yeah, that's, like, the heart of your creative team that is designed. Yeah. And apparently it is because, I mean... There again, these are allegations, so we still have to kind of put that caveat in there. Yep. Allegations, but it's been enough to where the publisher is saying that they're going to look in on this again and actually investigate it. After the, the, the this is after the former developers had in their documents also claimed that they gave all of these testimonies and evidence to the publisher beforehand. Yeah. Um. Sounds like a really, really, and I'm sure we're going to hear more on this, a very strange, a very strange thing indeed, very strange set of circumstances. Yeah. Oh no, definitely more as this one unrolls itself. Like, the response in about a day has been interesting. Like, it's relatively fresh off the block, for lack of a better phrase, so it's going to evolve more in that time. Yep. Oh, yeah. Alright, so if you felt we were kind of being weirdly upbeat this week and having only kind of non-controversial gaming news. Here we go. Let's get into uh, what we've been covering more of lately. Let's start off with something light, though. Uh, Spider-Man will be in Avengers... It will be in the Avengers game, the one that's coming out, but only on PlayStation. <laughs> oh. And the explanation for why is also pretty hilarious. It's pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> What's their official like, explanation? I gotta hear this. It's... I it's the most corporate thing I've seen in a long time. I'm trying to parse it, basically. Uh, it, it more has to do with the fact that... Um, is it because Sony owns the property? Kind of bullshit. That's what it basically boils down to. Yeah. I mean, which makes sense, because we know how there's this, there's this sort of a weird split on who has publishing rights for what and which characters. So, yeah. Hmm. Remember, yeah, Sony still owns Spider-Man for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, basically, like, the, the big pullout from the kind of whole ridiculous corporate sentence here is uh, once you can execute and deliver when it comes down to choice of where and what Spider-Man can be, there's a relationship question that PlayStation absolutely has the rights to. Yeah. A.K.A. Sony owns, uh, Saboni owns my, uh, Spider-Man for these types of rights. It's not yep. going anywhere. And so this leads yep. to a, a fascinating situation, I think, where you can buy this Avengers game on Xbox, but you are literally getting less of a game. 
Yeah. You can also buy it on PC, and you're literally getting less of a game. I look forward to watching modders add them into the game. I just tell Sony to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Well, I just remember, like, the Soul Calibur that came out with with all the console-specific extra characters, such as, like... Darth fucking Vader. Link? Yep, Link. That one wasn't so bad. But they all... I don't know. I don't well, know. at least in I those cases, they had like a replacement. Like it's like, okay, here's the guest character per console. Yeah. This is just, yo, one of you gets another character, and the other ones don't. Yep. What they have to do is say, we're, in, in ter- because of Sony's announcement, we'd like to introduce another character to replace him. Man, Spider Man. It's Arachnadude. Arachnadude. <laughs> and Spider's already a character. Yeah, it's probably actually covered underneath the Spider Man umbrella. It would be yeah, Spiders Man. Arachnid well, though. Well man spider actually is a Marvel character. Yes, I know. Yeah. But Arachnidude, just saying. Tarantula guys. buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh people have been rightfully pissed on this one. I that beta goes public next week, I might check it out. I've heard nothing but mixed things out of the beta that's behind uh, some paywalls right now, so uh, yeah, more on this game next week, I suspect. I was I have I my I was, hands on it. I think I was watching Max play it, and God, that game looks clunky as fuck. Yeah, it it. Nothing I've seen for that game makes me go, "Yeah, I'm gonna play this." It makes me look at it and go, "Yeah, we're gonna be talking about this." Like <laughs> the one, the one character that you think would have like. <sighs> The fact that I have to worry about a health bar as yeah. the Hulk yeah. fighting against fucking human beings is stupid as shit. Yeah, unless Hulk is fighting another Hulk, the health bar shouldn't be a factor. Yeah. They need to do it like the uh, One Punch Man video game. Have you guys seen that? We're just waiting till Hulk shows up. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you can't. That's what rides really hard to make superhero games because it's like they're really powerful. Well, like hopefully the ones that are like did it well. Were just it was like okay, you have a ridiculous health bar, or like your tank and tank shots. Like bullets don't affect you that much, and you're turning cars into boxing mitts. So, but yeah, it's it's yeah, it it can be very difficult to kind of balance the idea of hey, these guys are really powerful. With a game is no fun if you're horribly overpowered and yeah. nothing can take you down. Yeah, which, you know, that's, like you said, with the whole thing, it's like, no, they're they're throwing you up against tanks and large stuff that can hurt you. Yeah. I mean, the tank, the, the Hulk has a health bar in comics. It's just a really big health bar, or he's got really yeah. good armor. We're not sure which. Yeah. I think a healing factor, technically. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, even with tanks, he, like, it took Thanos to actually do some injuries to, like, Hulk. And even then, like, mm. Well, so if you're using Thanos as a measure, like, Thor yeah. is capable of grappling Thanos kind of thing. Like, it's hard, but, yeah. like, Thanos isn't the juggernaut you're making him out to be in this scenario. Like, he is on the Hulk level kind of thing, at the same way that, like, Thor and Hulk can fight, and it's maybe not even-even, but, like, Hulk's not one-shotting Thor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, that has more to do with, like, the levels of, like, 
Thanos and Thor are hitters kind of thing. Like they have yeah. that big boy power. Like not to turn this into a comic book podcast for a second, but like the movies quite frequently underplay just how fucking OP Thor is compared to the rest of the Avengers. Like the guy is an Avenger because it's like, okay, we have Hulk that you kind of aim at shit and he wrecks. And then we have Thor who spouts thou and does the exact same thing, basically. Like <laughs> the the fact that like Thor showing up in Infinity um Infinity War that's the one I'm thinking of, right? Uh and sorry, yeah, Infinity War, and it's like almost a game changer. That's the correct reaction to Thor. It's like, nah, dude's here. Yeah. Dude's gonna wreck shit. Yeah. yeah. But enough about that. Should we move on? Sure. XCloud, that fancy new streaming service from Microsoft, uh, the Xbox department will not be coming to Apple devices because it violates a... On one hand, I get it. On the other hand, it's absolutely fucking Apple being Apple term of their store, which is basically that you can't have in-app purchases that don't run through the Apple store. Mm. And this would be essentially a link to the Microsoft store that would then benefit the app kind of thing. Like it's This is why there's no Steam version. I think it's also like the the PlayStation remote thing is kind of a weird workaround on it because it's not it's literally just tapping into equipment you have and you're not buying on the device technically you're buying on your PS4 remotely but I think it's also why it went away for a little while and it might still be gone I haven't kept up with that thing but yeah this uh, Fortnite's had problems with this like this is why Fortnite had a whole like workaround for a while of how to get onto well, an Apple device well, actually, the, the reason is it isn't because of the pricing or the store bottle. It's because, at least from the official Apple statement, it's because it's so many different games. Yeah. And for their process, you're supposed to get permission for every single game. And so, so, so submitting games individually for review. And the kind of having a platform on top of, you know, on top of, yeah, in the Apple Store that allows you to play multiple games where those individual games have not been necessarily, you know, uh, gone through or approved by the App Store. That's where the problem is. No, no, I was getting to that, yeah. Like, it's the emulator problem, but also emulators totally exist on the Apple Store. Yeah, well, it's the emulator problem. Well, I mean, it's not the emulator problem so much as this. Yeah, it's the fact that it's a very carefully curated store. There's still a lot of crap on the app on the Apple Store. But it's more curated than Google is, definitely. Yeah, way more curated, and so they want to make yeah they, they and yeah that allows basically bypassing their curation. Halo Infinite does not meet the Apple Store criteria. But yeah, I mean that's that's what it comes down to. But yeah, I mean we, we kind of get really why they're cracking out on this. These companies don't like each other. Yeah. They're not, not going to pretend like they actually want to play together. So, yeah. Yeah. Next up. Oh, no. The Street Fighter guy you've all come to know and love over these years for being a blank of stand is leaving Capcom. That's actually very sad. It is. Because he's the one who turned it from dead into, well, people playing Street Fighter again. I mean, that's him. That's he's responsible for that turnaround, really. Yeah. Or at least he's a part of the team that was very responsible for that turnaround, I should say. Yeah. yeah. He was a lead on that. Yeah. Give him his full name, I guess. 
Uh, Yoshinori Ono has been with Capcom and specifically Street Fighter for over 30 years at this point, and he is departing. Not much is known about what kind of is going on with this, but the future of Street Fighter, <laughs> not looking good now. Well, to be fair, I mean... Street Fighter wasn't looking good either. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, it's... So, this does raise the question, will there be another Street Fighter? I'm sure there will be. Yeah. Do you think it will be good? Mm. No, no, there's... I can't say one way or the other, to be honest. No. Uh, next up, U.S. Army Twitch channel is back. It's unbanning people for now. Don't follow it. Don't subscribe. Don't anything. Go make it uncomfortable for them. Yeah. Yep. I plan on doing so. I'm going to bring up PTSD. Hopefully that's the last we hear on this one until it gets banned again, but I'm sure it won't be. Yeah. What next? You want to talk at Ubisoft real quick? Sure. Sure. It's not good news. <laughs> well, one of them is more neutral. But... Yeah. Alright, so Ubisoft, during this kind of era of streaming video games, has been looking for a partner. They appear to have found that in Parsec. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd never heard of this company before this. Are you, are you too familiar with it? Uh, no. no, not really. Yeah, but based on some quick research, Parsec is a peer-to-peer stream, uh, streaming tech, so uh, yeah, not much more on this, except this appears to be how Ubisoft will be thrusting itself into our horrific streaming game future, and also now, if you're keeping track of things, you have Netflix, Hulu, and YouTube TV equivalents of video game streaming, which is a fucking nightmare. (laughs) But, uh, while we have neutral Ubisoft news on that, we have truly bad Ubisoft news. Ubisoft exec Tony Francois has been- Tommy Francois, my bad. Looking at a screen through my mic guard is never a good choice. Tommy <laughs> Francois has been fired for, you know, Ubisoft fuckery at this point. What makes this one especially interesting was initially they tried playing it off as he had just left Ubisoft. He hadn't! Henry, you're more familiar on this story. Let's get the full breakdown. Yeah, so... they And there are some things... Uh, yeah... There's some weird things in French law, basically, that prevent them from, like, saying whether something was a firing or just a resignation. So, yeah, but it did come out that this time, yeah, this guy was straight up fired, didn't get anything out of it, didn't get a golden parachute. Like, he got to keep what he had already bought, like, which was, he had the Ubisoft shares. But, yeah, uh, yeah, won't. Well, yeah, that got super fired. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's like fallout continues, but at least it sounds like they are trying to clean house, which is a lot more than I can say about a lot of companies. Yep. I mean, Riot doesn't seem to have fired anybody. Well, Riot like, investigated themselves and realized they did nothing wrong. That's how that works, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, Riot hasn't fired anybody, but at least Ubisoft is like, no, actually, when we're gonna fire a whole bunch of executives. Like a bunch. And at this point, I don't even know how many there I mean, is that nine or something, eight or nine that have been fired now? Um it's quite a few. That's quite a cleaning out when you think 
to the fact that there aren't that many executive positions in a company to begin with. There's only a certain, there's not that many. So mm -hmm. they are, you know what? That to me signals that there is some seriousness about the fact that they're willing to get rid of top level executives. Yeah, that's, you know, I feel like that they're taking this seriously. Like, I never felt like Riot was taking this seriously. Mm. I feel like Ubisoft actually is. Okay. I mean, there's those people are gone. I mean, some of them, that's, that's high level ranking executives. But you don't often see pay the kind of pay the price for this sort of thing going on. So yeah, yeah. Where to go from here? The news gets stranger and stranger. Uh, let's talk about able gamers. Uh, I think we actually interacted with this once at a convention we went to or something. They were doing like boards, but I'd have to go back and check our old footage. But uh. Able Gamers is a program that is aimed at kind of educating and developing and helping, well, make gaming more industry more inclusive. Uh, on one hand, it always seems weird in a video game makes a big point of how it's got a bunch of accessibility modes, but also they do that because turns out gaming without a hand or even like color blindness can be really goddamn hard in ways that us normies can't quite comprehend. And Able Gamer hopes to kind of change that and make gaming a pastime for everyone. So much so they got Ryan Reynolds to help promote it. Yep, that's really cool. They got Ryan Reynolds to jump on with that. I gotta say, yeah, and yeah, I, th I, yeah, they do good work. But now, yeah, they're specifically pull, uh, doing an initiative to help to educate devs like uh, about yeah, accessibility and diversity, and that's super cool. i yeah, I, I think that's really cool. I, I actually didn't talk about. Uh, accessibility quite a bit. I kind of had my kind of education when I was in my twenties about sort of accessibility because it's important for a lot of software and, and like uh, work. It's well, it's like it's one of the reasons why like when I've taught all of my sort of printed materials and all of my overhead slides, my uh, projector slides were always in. Uh, I used a font called Open Dyslexic, because hmm. I wanted more accessibility. I wanted to make sure that, yeah, Open Dyslexic makes it easier to read it. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, accessibility standards in web design, and in, yeah, there, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot there. Well, it's like, um, one time, somebody was wondering why sometimes, like, on social media, you'll see somebody post an image then, like, uh, below the Im uh, an image of maybe with some words on it and stuff, and below it, we'll have it those same words repeated again, just typed out, you know, like a full type. And that's because screen readers, they can't pull text out of an image, but they can read text, like, in, in regular text format, like, on a screen. So that's for screen readers. It'll, there's a lot of people that use screen readers. So yeah, uh, but I think that's this is a, it's a super cool initiative. Um, I mean, it's not only uh, disabled, but it's also talking about diversity. So people of color, women, members of the LGBTQIA community. So yeah, super cool. All right, next up, Epic Games has secured 1.78 billion 
in future funding. This includes that $250 million they got from Sony as a strategic investment. The game, uh, the company remains under CEO Tim Sweeney, so no big changes there. Uh, that's a fuck ton of money. Yeah. The company is now worth an equity valuation, whatever the hell that means, $17.3 billion. That is too much money. All I gotta say to that is, damn! Yeah. So, we don't normally talk about big financy things, but we're now going to because it kind of leads into uh, another thing. that. So, for those that remember, I believe Tencent owns 40% of Epic Games at this point. They own a lot of other things, too, but a lot of uh, gamers like Alex's big stance of why Epic Games is evil is secretly Chinese malware. That's invading your computer and downloading your porn or something. I don't know. What, 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 why is Epic bad again, Alex? Um, because it is. Okay. Just keeping with that. So, actually, hold on, I have a real reason, sorry. It's because Steam is good. So, by the property transitive math stuff, Epic is bad. Yes. Well, so now as a result of various other bullshit, the U.S. president is now indirectly going after Tencent, which owns just a fuck ton of video game stuff. It's not clear what, if any, this impact this will have on the gaming industry, but... So, I guess there yeah. was some more digging that went into that one, and it is, it's actually not going to affect any of the game companies. Yet. It was specifically targeted for yeah. WeChat and... TikTok. TikTok. Yes, it's not clear yet. Hence, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this or dig too deep. But I at least just wanted to bring up that this is ridiculous and insane. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Hell no. Because 2020. Because the list of people that or the list of companies it would affect would be way beyond like Epic or any of. Uh, it's a long ass list. Like it, as it turns out, large media companies that are conglomerates often own at least a small chunk of. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Making them kind so, of extra evil and kind of weird to keep track of. Yeah. So it looks like, was it a Slasher on Twitter actually made a breakdown of some of the companies yeah. that would be affected by this? Um, so it would be 100% Riot Games, 40% of Epic, uh, Supercell, Activision, Blizzard, Bullhole, Ubisoft, Reddit, Discord, Huya, Douyu, Grinding Gears Games, Frontier Developments, Paradox Interactive, Funcom, Shark Mob, Fat Shark, and Cacao. That's, those are the list of companies yeah. that Tencent would have we, to take. And we've talked about this before, about you know, just how much business Tencent does. And we're not saying Tencent is a good company or anything along those no. lines. but We're just saying it's a complicated yeah. issue. It, yeah. There's a lot there. Oh, and Fanbyte. So, not I mean, Fanbyte! Yeah. So, actually, Fanbyte does video game news, right? I don't know. I don't even know what Fanbyte is. So it would take out our competition. Good, let's go with it. Tensei, if you also want to buy part of the Wicked Awesome cast, we can talk. We are very affordable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can stop saying all the bead things for you for a small cash injection. No, we won't. <laughs> We're not like that. Uh, next up, striking. He's not. I am. I, yeah. You can't buy, well, you can buy me with more free pizza. Beyond one year. What if we offered you two years of free pizza to not <laughs> shit talk Ben said? <laughs> you got it. Honestly, I'd be like, ah, how much pizza are we talking? 
Like if you can't have like three sixty five because one of those. Um... You can't question your food. You can't question your morals in a food coma. Just well, like I, well, <laughs> like if it became like it's you can call a pizza place and drop our name and we'll pay for the food for you. I would just set up a bot that called Domino's constantly and just perpetually <laughs> ordered pizza, being like, you said free pizza for a year, I'm getting all the pizza! <laughs> Why feel guilty about unfair practices in this country when you can feel bad about eating an entire large pizza by yourself? I would just have all that pizza delivered to the Papa John's mansion. Be <laughs> <laughs> a convoy of cars perpetually bringing pizza I hate. To the owner of a pizza company, or former owner of a pizza company, I also dislike. <laughs> What's it? It's Domino's again, sir. It's always Domino's. Who hates me this much? Well, they sent Papa John's. No, no, I ordered that. Remember, he ate 40 pizzas in 30 days. I intend to, uh, and Domino's is barely legally pizza, which is why I'm sending it to him. What a yeah. fucking legend, though. Like, I know My he's Domino's a is being. awesome. I don't know about your Domino's. My Domino's kicks ass. I, uh... My form, the Domino's where I used to live at my apartment up here in Oregon was fucking hot garbage when it came to adding mushrooms. When I say extra mushrooms, I want extra fucking mushrooms. Don't sprinkle that shit on there. I want, I, I want a fistful. That's the thing. They're, they're franchised, so they vary. The sauce but and my... cheese at Domino's is bad. What? The sauce is great. The cheese is not a color cheese should be. It does not cook correctly. It's a five ninety nine pizza. You're getting what you pay for. I'll I'll eat a fucking Pizza Hut over Domino's, and I'm not saying that's better necessarily. Oh god, Pizza Hut is horrible. The franchise Pizza Hut near me is terrible. They undercook every pizza. It's really bad. That's a lot of questions I want answered. Actually, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like yeah, the Pizza Hut near me is awful like really bad and the dominoes near me is really good like it's always cooked perfectly and they just load the toppings on I, I mean. their, their sauce their dough and their cheese are wrong in my book but most just brings me back to i want fucking little caesars to start delivering there's a local chain little here caesars uh, now you're talking about low quality yeah I, whoa, i'm paying whoa. exactly what i get though too like I give yeah. them five dollars. They give me ten dollars of garbage pizza in return. Like Little Caesars is an honest giving a community of pizza lovers. At that point, they're like, "It's Detroit style," and you go, "What's that?" And they go, "This." You know what? Say what you will about Little Caesars, but the founder of Little Caesars quietly paid for Rosa Parks's rent for years and didn't say a fucking thing. I will support Little Caesars hundred percent. Oh, I, 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 I think they're a fine company. I have no problem with it. I'm just saying that, like, that's certainly not high-quality pizza. But I you know didn't what? say it was. I'm just way saying that, like... Still also way better than the Pizza Hut near me, because the Pizza Hut near me is not good. Really not good. <laughs> oh, it's not hard to be better than Pizza Hut, or Domino's, for that matter. Like, DiGiorno enters that arena and goes, hey, in a good oven, I win. <laughs> yeah. Join us next week where we debate toppings on the Wicked Awesome Pizza Cast. I will knife fight you both over that topic. There's a correct pizza (laughs) order, and I'm throwing that one out there. (laughs) Mine is Alfredo sauce. Just wrong already. Like, that sounds delicious, (laughs) but still not pizza correct. Yep. We have to move on. Do we now? Yes, we do. Uh, remember those Love Struck? uh, The writers for Love Struck saying Love Struck writers sounds very different. 
<laughs> He's uh, very love-struck. Yeah. The the writers for Love Struck a, a were striking, uh, and they won. Yep, they uh, they they said that they got basically their demands, like the you know it was for arbitration or not arbitration. Yeah, I mean I guess in a sense arbitration. Uh, but yeah, they they were able to yeah talk with the you know talk with the company, and they got they got a lot of what they wanted essentially. Um, nobody was fired, apparently. Um, one chose not to return, but in general, like, yeah, uh, you know what? This just so shows why we need union strikes are especially in the game su- industry. Yeah, strikes are wildly successful. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, like you might be able to get scabs to come in to sort of like take the place of maybe. I don't know, something that's really, really doesn't require much training, at least to do it initially. Like, I, you know, I can't I can't think of, you know, maybe, I don't know. There's certain jobs I suppose you could bring in somebody with a modicum of training, but, like, you're talking about developers here. Like, you're not going to be able to get somebody up to standards for developing for your complex video game out of kind of, you know, ready to go off the street. Sure, yes, there are skilled devs, but, like, even the most skilled devs would probably take a good month or so before they really were able to contribute to a game. Meaningfully. So, yeah, uh, strikes are extremely effective because for pretty, practically any job, including, you know, ones that some people may refer to as low skill, Still require a good bit of training. Like they, these aren't just things that magically happen. You, yeah. So I think, uh, I think, yeah, it just shows the real the, the effectiveness of you know group arbitration of you know basically having a group to talk about these matters and to discuss these things. Because that's the thing when you're by yourself, they can just say, okay, we'll just fire you. We'll hire you know one extra person. They aren't gonna be able to hire an entire team that that to be a, in, immediately effective. Like that's that's yeah, yeah, uh, so yeah. Not to belabor the point too long. Yeah, um, I'm happy for the uh, the love struck uh, writers. <laughs> the striking uh, love struck writers. Yeah, babe. Uh, yeah, congratulations. All right, now our, our last piece of news this week, I'm going to give a little bit of a preface to. Um, we're going to talk about WoW. If you don't want to hear Alex talk about WoW, uh, you can end the podcast here. We have an email from Jeff in the email <laughs> section. That's it. We understand if you want to leave now. It's like when I talk about Destiny, your brain just kind of shuts off a little bit, so you've been warned, and uh, we'll give you a second now to get out of here before I ask this next question. Alex! Yes. What's going on with Blizzard this week? Oh, it is a literal shitstorm. Um, so obviously, you know, recently we've heard reports of Activision Blizzard boasting record results and profits, uh, but then also laying off 800 employees, I think, or some shit like that last year. It's hard to keep track of their shenanigans. Yeah, a lot of shenanigans. Yeah. So I guess one of the things that really got tackled on recently... Uh, and it was a report by none other than Jason Schrader, 
who's over at Bloomberg News now. Um, I guess he left. Yeah, he left Kotaku, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So uh, he put out a big article, and one of the big things about the article is that with Blizzard and all them touting great success and profits and things are doing well and Bobby Kotick crashing, fucking crushing $30 million, they decided to share a spreadsheet that they all shared their wages to kind of just confirm that there are people at Activision Blizzard who are being paid absolute dog shit. And obviously they're banking on things such as, oh, well, you know, you're working for Blizzard kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, there are a lot of those reports that came out, but it wasn't just that. Like, if it, I mean, so there's the really bad salaries that people would get. So, like, there are certain people that do make above, like, or make good money, but those are people who were at the upper ring of the company. But if you're, like, customer support, or if you're, like, one of their QA people, you're making shit. And you have te- like you have stories of people who were talking to, um, to basically Jason Trader who talk about like they basically had to decide to skip meals from the cafeteria at Blizzard to be able to afford rent. Uh, there was members of people like a couple who worked at Blizzard who wanted to start a family, but because of the way like salaries and all that stuff are going, they're just like, no, oh, we just can't afford a kid, so it's not going to happen, um, kind of thing, and so. You have, like, they also compare, like, what their raises are like compared to other employees there. And the raises that people would get are significantly lower. At least, was it, most raises are below 10% of what they would be getting kind of thing. So, um, yeah. Wow. It's, it's pretty bad. And so people just started sharing their, their, basically their salaries and all that stuff on a spreadsheet. Uh, and so it's a, basically they're calling for a couple different changes. and. Things like that. The one thing that really got me, though, and I thought was really like, wow, this is holy fucking shit, would be if you put in, like, a bunch of extra time or you did something really well kind of thing, you wouldn't get a money bonus. They would give you, quote, unquote, honor points, which you could use to buy shit from, like, a... a Wait, so it's literal corporate fun bus? Literal what? corporate fun bucks, yes. What? I'm not even fucking kidding. Oh, me. God. So they're literally offering you corporate fun bucks to get stuff from the store. And then, so the way that some people were apparently justifying it was saying, well, if you take all the perks you get, like the 25-year subscription to WoW, we actually, like, between that and your salary, we actually come out to what the market comes up to. Which is like, it's the same shit they say with people who, like, was it waitresses for tipping? It's like, well, you make this much per hour, but the rest you'll make up in tips, and that's how you make your minimum wage. Like, what? Yeah. So, uh, I guess there's more talks recently about unionizing uh, some of the stuff there, and there's they're basically making a list of demands right there recently with uh, with what's going on with Blizzard. But yes, this was a, just a big report about like how there's tons of money that just like. Or judge's salaries adjust like basically the salaries are way below what other things are, and people were talking about how the only move, the only growth they see in terms of salary is to literally leave to other companies and immediately get a boost. Like they, one of some of the people who work in like customer service or the lower rung of the positions were saying that um, all their mentors are leaving because they're going to either Riot or any of the other ones 
and they make way more money right off the rip compared to staying at Blizzard. Yeah, so, it's so it's not quite the same thing, but in the, in the theme park industry, the joke is leaving as a promotion because you almost oh, like it's it can be bad enough you almost can double your salary with some frequency. Yes. And so they're they're talking about how a lot of their people who were their mentoring or their their mentors, if you will, are just leaving. Mentors so, or mentees? Their men the mentors are leaving. So gotcha. the mentees are screwed out. Yeah. Kind of thing. So Oh no, we've talked for a while now about the idea that like is Blizzard Blizzard anymore? Like it, what like at what point do you have enough of the original Blizzard removed that it's like, yeah, it's just Activision. Yeah, I mean it's the uh, uh, the ship of Theseus. If you're familiar with that kind of philosophical idea, I go with the simpler yeah. hammer uh, axe metaphor for it. But yeah, it's the same concept. Yeah, essentially, I mean, if those that aren't aware, yeah, ship of Theseus is, is like so. Somebody has a ship. Well, over the years, they keep replacing parts of it, or whatever, every part of the ship. At what point does it stop being the ship? Mm. The simple axe version of that is you have an axe, you break the handle, you replace the handle. A couple weeks later, you break the head, you replace the head. Is it still the same axe? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think Blizzard's gone way past that already. Yeah. I um, think I think so too, personally. Oh, I mean... Bobby Asshole Kotick, he made $33 million last year, or in 2016, not last year, but holy crap. Crap. Think about how many people that you could pay well for just just with his salary. Just with his salary. Like you could pay a lot of people a hundred thousand a year. You could pay three hundred and thirty people a hundred thousand a year with, with with his salary alone. So I mean and then with them laying people off, you know, like yeah. Yeah. Activision Blizzard, stop being shit. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, some of the stories you were hearing from some of the people who were communicating with them about this is like, they talk about some of the employee saving measures, the money saving measures that some of the employees are going through. Like, mm -hmm. you have one employee who talked about skipping meals to pay rent, which I already mentioned, um, and that they use the company's free coffee as an appetite suppressant. Um, you've got Another one who would only eat oatmeal and bail on the team lunches because they couldn't afford to buy food in the company cafeteria. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. And it's, it's the same time you have the contrast, and they actually mentioned it in an article that Jason Schrader wrote, that you have the senior, the more senior Blizzard employees enjoying vacations to Disneyland with their families, when on the other side of the spectrum, you've got some dude literally just eating only oatmeal kind of thing. Like, yeah. So I guess so. This yeah, they've basically been sharing a lot of internal spreadsheet information as far as what the salaries look like, and so yeah, it's it's a big thing going on right now, especially considering, like I said last year, they laid off eight percent of their staff, which is about eight hundred people. But hey, they're crushing profits though, guys. Yep. So, uh, but we're not guess... done with WoW this week, are we? No, there's. There's there's Eve Online levels of shit that went down this week, but not in the cool way Eve Online does it, where it's like, yeah, this is part of the game. In the, I don't know what's going on, but this seems bad. The way the rest of us react to Eve Online news. Yeah. So, uh, there is a pretty popular boosting community called Gallywix, which is named off of uh, 
uh, I believe it's a goblin company or a goblin character in in, in the WoW lore. Um, and basically what Gallywix offered was um, you could buy uh, BOEs and gear and buy runs through all the content. So if you wanted to buy like a 12 out of 12 mythic run and the mount, you could pay a couple million gold and they would organize the boost, the run, and they'd get it taken care of for you. Um, so basically they were kind of like wheeling and dealing on the inside. And you would see their spam all over the place because they're like, oh, hey, you need your dungeon run. You know, we're, we, we'll cover the boost and the run and this and that. And, and the level of customization with your run would be really out there, like to the point where you could even pay to have a 12 out of 12 mythic run and have what's called, um, I call them, but, um, like a feeders or something, but they would stack the armor or the class that you play. So they can have a better chance of giving you the gear that would drop, kind of thing. Mm. And so, boosting, mind you, is not illegal under TOS terms when you're doing it for gold. So if you were if you were paying like a million gold for a run, it's totally fine. It's all within the scope of it's okay. It's grayish, but it's okay. It's annoying because you see all the, the boost. The problem is, it turns out recently, Gallywix was involved in some real money transaction bullshit with their boosting, mm. to the point where um, it actually came out during all the drama that the race to world first had real money transactions involved. Mm. So, um, so for example, there the, the BOEs, which are the buy and equip items, there were some rings and things that would drop that had really good corruptions early on. And so to get it really early on was a great boost for characters. Um, you had guilds like the EU Guild Method um, that dropped several million dollars worth of gold uh, in terms of just to get some of these BOEs. In fact, I was looking at it here. Um, there was the guy who, the guy who won the world, well, the guild that won the world first race uh, was Limit. And I guess... After everything was said and done, um, they didn't, I guess, the Gallywix people said they didn't actually do any money transactions, but if you were to convert the money in gold, they owed about $4,000 of real money to Gallywix for all the BOEs and stuff they bought. But obviously they did it in gold, so it comes out to a couple million golds and things like that. So. But because of Chinese gold, uh, gold farming sites, we have an established price of gold. So. Um, so I guess they banned all the Gallywix, like, accounts that were involved in real money transactions after an investigation, um, and all their banker accounts. So, essentially, Blizzard just nuked about 5.6 billion gold from the WoW economy. What does that come to in real money? Uh, so in EU tokens, it's about 640,000 euros. Jesus! And if you look at it in conversions to U.S. dollars, you're looking at somewhere between $700,000, roughly. Okay, yeah, that's, that's money. Yeah. So, um, that's if you took it from gold to, you know, wow. To sure, yeah, it's, it's not quite that complicated. Just, I, I, you gave me the exact number I was looking for of, if you just converted this to a cash-out scenario, what does it look like? And yeah, it's almost a million bucks. Yep. 
in like gold and things like that. So um yeah, it's yeah, it's it's <laughs> definitely out there is is what uh what had happened. And so obviously between this and all the banning and things like that, like what it comes down to is like, well, now does that mean you essentially can buy the race to world first for some of these things? And so yep. It was a thing. It happened and tons of accounts were banned. And there was a there's a stu- there's a WoW streamer named Asmongo who uh I guess he had a bunch of people who happened to pop on Discord and they were they worked in the whole Gallywix things and it was just kind of great watching them in real time play out the Spider Man meme where they're pointing at each other as to who's doing what and like, <laughs> oh that officer was doing this one or that guy was doing the gold selling and this one other dude leaked a bunch of screenshots and shit of like chats and things like that. <laughs> was, was I aware like- corruption was happening? No, no, I wasn't. But sir, how do you explain the platinum watch you're wearing? I was not aware corruption was ru- happening. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. It's. It's. Yeah. They don't. Like I said, they don't mind if you do gold runs where you run people through shit and it's only gold. But they got investigated, and it turns out they were involving real money transactions. Yeah. Like once it becomes a cash out scenario where it's like, okay, yeah, you're like. Tipping your Sherpa is great and stuff like that. That's cool, whatever. But, you know, once you can establish what that costs in real money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I guess it's because, I mean, compared to, like, the WoW token, the WoW token, it's a hundred and... I think... What's the current price? Uh, currently, the WoW token is one... Uh, what is it? Basically, 120k is what a WoW token is right now. And that's $15. So you do the math up on 6.5 billion gold. And uh, yeah. So that was the the big drama with in terms of like boosting and gold selling. But yeah, it was an EVE Online epic level event with like money value. So yeah. Oh, and mind you, this is also across EU and US. Jesus. So it's not just, it's not specific to just like, oh, it's only on the U.S. No, this was all across. Well, like... So, and, I, and the answer is it may not at all, but, like, as a WoW player, do you feel the impact of this? Like, is it, like, are auction prices suddenly greatly reduced because, hey, almost a million bucks worth of uh, money just left the game? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, I know there was, like, a little bit of a spike in the WoW token, but other than that, I haven't really seen too much, considering... I mean, there's a couple other factors involved. One of them being the fact that we are at the end of an expansion. Sure. So things slow down quite a bit when it comes to the end of an expansion. Um, but yeah. That being said, I actually do uh, every Tuesday. I run people in heroic for gold, and so as long as it's all within gold, it's on the up and up. It's just when you start involving money, real money, yeah. it becomes questionable. So yeah. Needless to say, though, I, I wasn't too sure what their level of, like, enforcing that was going to be originally, and I kind of got scared a little bit, because I'm like, holy shit, I hope I don't get banned. Yeah, it's it's the ever-awkward, like, hey, I'm kind of doing this, but, like, no, not I, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, from what I remember, as far as gold costs, uh, Limit, when they got everything said and done, they ended up owing 120 million gold to Gallywix for the world first race, and they paid it all back with boost runs. So they would run people and sell mounts and stuff, 
and that's how they paid their gold back. But they obviously they got a, a 10% cut or a 20% cut of that. So you take, you know, 120 million gold plus the 20% cut on top of that, or 20% interest rather. Um, and yeah, that's how they funded their Ranged to World first to buy all those BOEs. So, and that's just one guild. They were talking about how all the top guilds do this. They all were involved in either buying gold from or getting gold from Gallywick's community to pay for BOEs and things like that. And they paid it back. Whether or not all of them were involved in real money transactions, that's up to Blizzard to know and whatever their investigation was. I know one of them that was put out there for sure was uh, Method. And actually, I think uh, I think the guild leader of Method, who already there, they have their own fucking problems. Um, they're actually not a guild anymore because one of their guys was investigated for fucking around with kids. Um, that was the guy I talked about a while ago. But the guild leader is separate from that dude. But it's that community, if you will. Um, he was like, "Yeah, no, we we paid money to do this and that." He openly was openly admitted it. So. It's a lot of drama that happened this this week with that shit. Sounds it. Oh yeah. So, but you know, involved stuff like this kind of this level of economy involved with these things was just kind of a a big. So, sounds it. Yeah. Uh that's that's your wow <laughs> update, I guess. That's it. That's it for news this week. Um. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It's, it went on. it's not often WoW makes me feel bad about things, but when it does, oh god, does it. <laughs> you guys ready for email? Sure. Alright, uh, obviously, uh, welcome to our email segment. Wow, I'm doing this weird this week. Uh, if you want to contact us, we can be contacted at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Henry? That is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. And Alex? WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. I was thinking about making you do it again, but I'm not going to do that this week. Yes. WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Spells it sounds down the show notes. You know the drill by now. We've done over 200 episodes of this. We only have one email. It comes in from Jeff this week. Uh, Jeff, a former on the podcast fame. It's like he's almost a third, a, a, a half a member at this point. He writes in enough. <laughs> God, Jeff, why is this email so fucking long? <laughs> Hello, fuckers. So I was thinking recently, not hard, but I was thinking about what the next year of media production is going to look like. I know a lot of people have asked similar questions with regards to professional companies releasing straight-to-streaming services, but all of those movies and shows that are being released have to have been pre-recorded before COVID. It's maybe a controversial opinion, but I personally think we're going to be locked up until 2021. I don't think it's controversial at this point. And during that time period, the media drought is only going to get drier. I'm curious what you think will fill the void. How are new movies going to get made with COVID going on? Currently, are there certain media outlets that have that lend themselves well to remote recording, such as podcasts and some internet shows where the hosts can be separate locations recording safely, e.g. Uh, Andertone's music recording two people, but two separate studios. Quibi also just did uh, the chair charity version of that movie of the movie The Princess Bride, performed entirely by celebrities in their from their own homes, using costumes of their own making. It's possible that we start seeing blockbuster movies. Sorry, 
of full, or full releases that are written and directed remotely and performed by one person in the confines of their home. Uh, kind of like it would be possible to make uh, 2010's Ryan Reynolds movies Buried, which is essentially one location, one act, who how, blah, blah, act. or however long the movie is, I didn't watch it. So, uh, so in theory, a single actor could build an entire single scene set in their home and create feature-length film. It could also be possible that the directors start to call in through Skype and then editing can all be done remotely as well. Do you think the popularity of podcasts will increase, such as D&D ones, where all numbers can be on Skype and then visual elements in the, in the Skype calls? How do you think Hollywood will try and morph around the formula to try and create full-length move, uh, film? Are there just going to be uh, are this going to make the movie unfriended ten times or ten, ten more times, so that the film is Skype calls anyway? Will video games increase the popularity as will video games increase in popularity as they are also one of the few things that a full team can work on remotely, or actors and actresses just going to erect green screens in their homes and perform? All their acting and then be spliced into the same room and post production. Kind of like the cinematic treatment that is Kung Pao Under the Fist. The question plagues it, the, the, the question, yeah. These questions plague and trouble me, and is why I've come to you three experts for the solution. Go Bruins, I refuse to give up. And the cue the non Zert art. I don't fucking know what that last part was, <laughs> Jeff, sorry. Uh, wow, that's actually a long-ass question and a long-ass email. Yeah, I don't know. Um, quick answer, cartoons. Yeah, uh, also, I think it was like, I was, I was actually just looking at this before the podcast. Depending on the country where stuff is being filmed, it is possible to put people in the same location again. Like, I think it's like The Witcher, they're back to filming the second season, and while there's like unavoidable, you have to have the actors in the same place. The way they're going about that is they're just kind of sequestering off the actresses, the actors and actresses well, as much as possible. So I actually well, what they can do in the countries that have been dealing with yeah. it is like if those actors are it, are from the countries that have been dealing with it directly, they're already starting to open up anyway. Yeah. So we may see more of an influx of say Asian and European movies. Yeah. Like taking over in a lot of aspects. Yeah, I think it's they're already able to reopen, like you know, tentatively, and they'll be reopening way before the U.S. will be re- reopening. That's fucking obvious. Well, and it's also one of those ones where it's like, depending on how you interpret social distancing and stuff, depending on how big your production is, it's possible, depending on your crew and requirements, to still film a shocking number of things, hypothetically. Like I, to use kind of like the uh, roll, uh, not roll twenty, the um. Eakin Sundry crowd stuff that's no longer around. A critical role. That stuff can still, under kind of good social distancing rules, be filmed in person. Like, it doesn't require a giant crew. It's only a couple cameras. It's mostly editing. And so long as the people involved are, you know, not being assholes in their off time and going to parties and stuff, it's maybe not the safest thing you can be out there doing, but compared to a lot of other stuff, still fairly doable. I also think that, like like you said, cartoons definitely are going to have a bit of a rise again. Uh, um, and CG, and just CG movies may have another try again. Yeah. I think like, it's... Uh, adults... Like full, yeah, 100% CG. Adult Swim just added a show that's literally just, I think it's called, like, The Last Stream on the Left, which is the last podcast on the left, guys. 
just doing a talk show and because they all don't live in the same locations anyway and they've been doing mild recording remotely anyway for that entire thing's existence they have the setup for it it's still kind of this weird thing like i I think it's about how you get creative with it like it's very doable i think in a lot of weird ways like maybe we're not going to get another season of like the main tv show you're hoping comes back in the fall immediately but there's Look, there might be a chance you get like they just find a, they finally dump every single pilot that never made it to air into a show and just dump that as a TV show kind of thing. We're just called pilots, <laughs> which I would be kind of in to see that nightmare. Um, yeah, I just think that yeah, we'll see maybe another try at having CG movies, complete CG movies. That's good. That could that's something that can definitely be done because you can do voice work and voiceover work anywhere. I mean, it's nicer if you have more people in the room doing it at the same time, but also not necessary. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, we may see, you know, them them attempt to sort of, you know, revive, you know, and try CG, oh, yeah, 100% CG movies again, as well as, you know, we've been doing animated movies. Maybe those just become more popular. You know, it, well, in the U.S. and in, I guess, in the West in general, cartoon movies and shows. For adults, for serious adults, like you know, is you know, while Netflix has been playing with it, you know, and uh, you know, with stuff like Castlevania and such, um, we may just see more adult themed cartoons coming out that aren't Adult Swim humor, but are just like regular drama. I mean, just imagine you, you know, like a you know American Horror Story being done entirely animated. Like, uh, BoJack Horseman is not necessarily an Adult Swim-style show, but, like, it's got that same animation quality to it. It's it's a drama at that point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Yeah, I, I'd put that more in the terms of it's more like what you would consider a normal show for adult yeah. viewing, not just, not, like, sort of uh, really obscure, humored, or, you know, or, or wild, or it's it actually plays out like a normal like sort of a typical drama would play out a drama with some comedy involved. When so, yeah, to your point on that one, like I that's gonna be a weird example. Uh, Lance uh, Reddick, the guy that does the voice acting for Zavala in Destiny, like you don't need much necessarily to do an okay voice recording for stuff. Like apparently he turned his closet into a small voice recording studio so he could do lines for the most recent Destiny expansion and for Arrivals. Like the, sorry, sorry, for Arrivals and the upcoming one, the one, that's, the one that comes out in a couple months. Like it's, it's quite possible to kind of convert spaces into recording spaces for those exact purposes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, buying a, like sound installation foam, not that expensive to buy it in bulk. I know shops yeah. around here that do it because you know, this is entertainment district where I live. I mean, I'm, I'm close yeah. to Burbank. And so, yeah, that you can buy a bunch of that in bulk, line some walls with it, like a closet with it, and then have like a decent microphone where a decent microphone won't run you more than 300 bucks. Yeah, a setup like is a, quite a, possible to get done. Like a studio quality microphone and some other things, it's like, I'd say for under a thousand, you could put together a pretty professional level studio, at least where you can get good enough recordings that can be massaged by any good sound, uh, sound, uh, uh, sound technician. 
Yeah, like for reference, like we record this podcast, like all three of us do it in non-sound isolated parts of our places. Like it's just yeah. like keep your windows closed and be smart about your pick, but it's quite possible. Yeah. That being said, though, um, there was already a movie, a full Hollywood film that was produced during COVID nineteen. Oh, which one? Have you have you heard of Malcolm and Marie? No. So Malcolm and Marie was completely shot during COVID, and they had very strict guidelines and things like that. But it has um, it has was it Zendaya? I think her name is. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. she's she's Mary Jane in the new Spider Man movies, I believe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a whole. It's they filmed the whole thing following was it WGA, DGA, SAG, AFRA approvals and COVID nineteen safety protocols. But they the they filmed it in uh, some uh, was it took place between yeah they filmed it between June seventeenth and July second or something like that at the Caterpillar House and environmentally conscious glass architectural marvel in Carmel California. Um, but they filmed it there, but they had very strict guidelines as far as everyone who worked on that movie had to quarantine for two weeks prior. Um, they weren't allowed to go outside. It was minimum, or, or sorry, a maximum 12 people actively on a set at yeah. any given point in time. Um, there was no outside food, so all the, all the chefs also quarantined with the production and it was this whole like process. But let me see if I have some of the guidelines. Here. Oh, yeah, no, like it I was, was saying, it's quite possible to, if people are willing to kind of follow enough rules, still yeah. do an almost normal movie shoot. Yep, and that's what they did. They just they 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 had a quarantine house. They all stayed at when they weren't filming. Um, they had individual like what do they call the individual trailers with individualized HVAC units for each one. Yeah. Uh. No, all the food was prepared at the quarantine housing. No physical contact, disposable cups and plastic utensils, kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a whole process. Like they were very stringent, but they filmed an entire movie with guidelines, and they were able to get it done. So, yeah, yeah, temperature checks, things like that. It's not even workarounds that have been happening. Like it's within rule adherence, like approaches that can be done. It's. The issue being that, like, a lot of, like, COVID's not the problem. It is, but it's the fact that people, like, won't make small sacrifices to make it less of a problem. That's why it's been such an ongoing problem, at least in the U.S. Yeah. You, uh, I, I mean, mean not, not to go into that, but uh, wear a fucking mask. Why is that politicized? Yeah. You know, the, the other two countries that also politicized it, uh, England and Brazil? Also have problems. Yep. Also facing rising numbers and big problems. So, yeah. Maybe don't fucking politicize a pandemic. Fuck. There's also, uh, if you want to see the two sides of this whole thing, like the two mediums, if you will, of like the people, how they react to it, you have people who like legit will wear the mask. They do all these protocols, this and that, and then go watch like all gas, no bricks interview of short 4th of July fucking partiers. Yeah. Uh, over in Michigan. So you have, those are your two mediums that we have when it comes to how they're handling the pandemic. There's one that is thinking as a whole for the whole country and people and just like that. And then you have, it's like, well, you know, I got to drink my beer at the beach this day. So, uh, yeah. But that wouldn't even be a problem if people would just wear a fucking mask. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. Why is that 
in like the hill that people are literally willing to not just die on, but kill each other on. I know it sounds like we're making a big deal out of this, but like when you have a bunch of medical experts straight out say that makes the difference. Yeah. I don't know. I can listen to the boring doctor who says masks work, or I can talk to the lady who talks about alien demon sperm, and that's what causes some of stuff, so... Yeah. Mm, which one sounds more fun? I mean, that's the thing. It's like, we could also be in the same stages of these other countries of coming out of lockdown. Basically, we're being... Everybody gets punished, because it's kind of this thing of, like, everybody's getting punished, because certain amount of people refuse to do the right thing. Yeah. And so everybody gets screwed. I mean, we could be reopening right now if those selfish assholes would just wear a goddamn mask. Yep. I mean, holy fucking shit. Wear a fucking mask. How hard is that? That's the least you can fucking do. We're not asking you to do anything particularly difficult. We aren't asking you to, like, go and exercise six days a week. We aren't asking you to, like, I don't know, like, produce a million dollars, wear a fucking mask. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. You would, you would think that would just be a... All right, I'm half Korean and have lived in Asian countries, and it's just like, we do this anyways. Whenever we, whenever we feel sick and we feel like we might be contagious but still need to go out and get stuff done, like do some shopping or maybe, yeah, uh, we'll put on a mask. You. You just pull up a picture of any Asian country, just at any point in time, like you know, it's, not it's a know, public consideration last at year that point. Before, of, I don't get other people sick. Yeah, you'll just see a certain amount of people walking around the crowd with crowd with masks. That means they feel like they're still contagious, so they don't want to get everybody else sick, but they still need to do some shopping or do some other things that you know you have to do. It's just like it's just normal. And for and to see people in the U.S. lose their minds over this, like I was saying, especially as a person, an Asian person who's in Asian lived in Asian countries, it really, really blows my mind. Like we're like we've been we've been doing this anyways. That's why the Asian countries, even though they were right there in the epicenter of it, weren't the hardest hit. It's, it's, the, it's like the pandemic of the stupid yeah wear a fucking mask but yeah i i guess to kind of rewind heavily back to jeff's actual question like i think games are having a rise i do think you're seeing kind of mm. more invent- oh big time yeah oh, we're seeing numbers for that already there's a, like just, there's a reason the, the sales switch, the switch is sold ridiculously amount i can't fucking find ring fit anywhere and i want that now so oh, yeah um there's a twitter account that i follow called Fat Kid Deals, and they post on the Ring Fit and things like that, like, when it comes up. So if you set the alerts to it, that's how I got my Switch. Yes, I remember we talked about this last week. Yeah, so, check them out. If you want to sponsor us, I would totally be down for it. requires me to follow Twitter way better than I do. Yeah, maybe it's worth it. I really do want that damn program. (laughs) And the most maddening thing is I would buy the fucking, like, shitty second party or third party versions but you can't direct download that game oh really yeah it's that's the bullshit part of it huh yeah that does it for news uh, not news uh, emails this week uh yeah thank you for writing in jeff um 
I'm not going to try and decipher the thing at the end because my brain is broken after this long podcast. So, yeah. Uh, anyone got something you want to say before we close it out? Um, I am planning a week-long stream at some point in the future with the Shadowlands release, but I figured I'd put it out there now. Like as in all week or every night for a week? Um, not like all week, all week, but basically I'm taking a whole week off of work. Jesus, man. <laughs> uh, do we have to go dig through the past podcast episodes of maybe why you shouldn't do that? <laughs> I'm not going to play all day every day. I'm just going to jump on for several hours a day, still get normal sleep, still get off for food. So I stand by what I just said, but fair. <laughs> yeah. One of the nice things about my job that I'm at now is I build up a nice amount of vacation hours. So I I have enough vacation time right now to take a week off of work and still have a couple weeks out, days off to go to California if I needed to. Which I think I we were supposed to for a wedding, but that got canceled, so I have a lot of vacation time here. Look at so. you, mister. I got vacation days. Yeah. So... When is is that still coming out? Like, is it still what September for that October? It's somewhere. I'm, they don't know for sure. They just said like holiday twenty twenty at this point. So it's either going to be November or December. Um, you still haven't done the pre patch. The pre patch usually happens a few weeks prior to release. So, so we're calling our shot way in advance on this one. Yeah, but it looks like we might have pre patch if if the estimations are correct and the theory. The, the the speculation is anywhere close. We're looking at pre-patch sometime in October with a release at the end of November, early December. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Uh, in my case, they, uh, Solstice of Heroes goes live on October 11th, the day after my birthday, and also the day after this podcast goes up. So, yeah, I'll probably be streaming that. Uh, I think this is a drunk rating. No, this is, um... This is supposed to be a Gambit grind week to help my clan out, but now that I've reckoned it, I'm not sure if that'll happen. But that'll happen on Thursday, and Saturday appears to be now I play some random bullshit game. Like this week, it was Tsushima and uh, Warframe for about four hours. So, yeah, Thursday, Saturday seems to be the normal schedule. I'll be doing something on Tuesday this week, too. The day after this goes up. The 11th for those playing along at home, I guess. Anything from you, Henry? Um, I'm. Uh, I'm going to be Kraken Zero, Z-E-R-0, on Media. If I am up streaming, that's where I'll be. Sure. Otherwise, if you see a nomad goth running around in steep, like, well, most likely rocket jetting around in <laughs> steep, that's me just trying to pick up all of the yo know, hidden drop points, basically. Because that that the rocket jet breaks that game, super breaks that game. Anyways, yeah, I'll be up. Yeah, I think that does it for this week. Anything else? Nope. Cue the metal.